Kingdom Real Estate Investors, I have a very different and very special announcement for you today. At the end of this month, on August 25th and 26th, we are hosting a virtual summit called the Kingdom Real Estate Investors Summit. This is happening inside our private Facebook community, and we want to invite you for absolutely free to attend this summit. This is going to be hosted by myself and a dozens of others who are inside of our mastermind, and we're going to be talking uh, about the topics that are working inside of our community on, on how to use our business as ministry, how to use real estate for kingdom purposes, how to raise capital as a kingdom-minded capital raiser, how to find deals in a challenging market, uh, how, to, how to profit and build a business through real estate syndication. And so if you want to learn about any of these topics, I want to invite you to join us at the Kingdom Real Estate Investor Summit. You're going to want to go to kingdomreisummit.com. That's kingdomreisummit.com. Uh, register, and then you're going to be giving a special private link to our Facebook community, which you can join We'll get you approved, and we will see you on Thursday, August 25th, and Friday, August 26th for the first Kingdom Real Estate Investors Virtual Summit. We will see you then. Cheers. Six years ago, Ellis Hammond's entire mission changed. He was a full-time college pastor with vision and passion, but broke. Now, a full-time real estate entrepreneur, Ellis is the founder of Kingdom Real Estate Investors, the number one community for faith-driven leaders impacting the world through real estate investing. If you're a kingdom-minded real estate investor or entrepreneur seeking to advance God's kingdom outside the church walls, welcome to the Kingdom REI podcast, where Ellis interviews Christian entrepreneurs and investors focused on advancing God's kingdom through real estate investing. Enjoy the show. Hey, welcome everyone to the Kingdom Real Estate Investors Podcast Show. We exist to really magnify the work of kingdom leaders, kingdom entrepreneurs in the space of real estate and just hear what exciting stuff that they're working on to inspire you and help you in your business as well. We've got a great guest on the show today. Uh, you're going to like this guy a lot. He actually is a really interesting story. I'm introducing him here in a little bit, but uh, former top Pentagon Air Force meteorologist. What? I don't even like. Well, I don't, what do you need? I'm so curious about that story, by the way. So we'll get into that. Uh, but first, Cameron, man, welcome. How are we? Hello, my friend. We are doing good down here in Dallas, trying to survive these 105 to 110 degree days with the humidity. So if you got any resolutions for me there, I'd appreciate it. Otherwise, is that like due to global warming or is that <laughs> like, is it always that hot in Texas? Like that seems, that just seems absurd. I think it it's because the, the real estate market's on fire down there. And it's yeah, just yeah. Everything is hot, man. Everything's just hot. <laughs> this money's moving in here. It's just heating everything up. You know, I'll take it. That AC bill though, ain't no joke in the summer. Oh yeah, I bet. Golly, that is insane. What are you guys doing? Is that hot? Do you stay inside? Do you hit the lake or what? Well, I was at the lake all this last weekend with some friends, but the water is pretty lukewarm, so it's not that refreshing to jump into. But yeah, inside and shade's your best friend, man. Yeah. No doubt. Guys, I played golf with Cameron last time I was in Dallas. If you're in, by the way, like, like I, Cameron's a great person to hang out with, but like, if you want to feel good about yourself on the golf course, do not go play with Cameron. <laughs> like, this guy is legit. Okay? My hidden hobby, bro. <laughs> 
How am I supposed to impress big money on the golf course if I can't so, swing straight, dude? I mean, so, this guy uh, is like one of the best golfers you'll ever play with. I, I have an I have an anecdote for you guys. So uh, your listeners will enjoy this too. So when I was in my meteorology days, my first duty assignment, Scott Air Force Base, and uh, I made it a point to set up the golf team for the unit. And the reason, only reason I did that was to get out of shift work because when you're on the golf team, you got to show up to the golf events and that doesn't happen at three in the morning. So I was able to work day shift then, but the guys I put on my team, there was a dude in my flight and a flight is like a platoon in the air force. Right. So we had like 60 people in our flight. This guy, Eric Huber might listen to the podcast, might not shout out to Eric. Uh, he was on Cincinnati university, Cincinnati university, university of Cincinnati, their golf team. I had, and the guy's giant. He's like six, five, just a hunk of muscle, just like a big dude. I have never seen someone hit a golf ball that far and straight. And he's like, oh yeah, I played college golf and all the other team, we would just steamroll all the other teams. And it was great. Cause I sucked at it. I was yeah. so bad. Yeah. Cameron would be great. Like you're playing best ball. Like that's exactly. kind of all the tournament was best ball. Play yeah. with Cameron, right. But like, besides that, we were not playing best ball that day. So, uh. <laughs> Hey man, you got game two, Ellis. You got to give yourself some credit. You're great. little golfer, man. And uh, I got to get up there with you and play all these wonderful courses on the bay with you, man. I'm jealous. Yeah. 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 No, I, I, I don't think I slowed you down, but I different, I definitely didn't have your score. So guys, um, but enough about that. I'm really excited to introduce Kevin Brenner, um, here to you all. Uh, you may know him from the ADPI, the active duty, uh, uh, active duty P passive investor. Is that what PI stands active, for? Active duty passive income. Mm-hmm. Active duty passive income podcast show. I uh, guess probably one of the largest, if not the largest, uh, military, real estate investing community on the planet. I love, love, love what these guys are doing there. And Kevin's a huge influence there. Uh, And so very, very, but, but uh, like I said, he also was a meteorologist. I'm excited to hear that story, but a very savvy real estate investor putting together uh, ADPI's first a reggae fund, which we're going to hear more about today. And I'm, I'm really eager to learn about that, especially if you're an influencer or you lead a community, or maybe you're just part of a bigger community and you have access to, to folks, you know, is the fund a good idea? We're going to talk about mm-hmm. that today as well. So uh, let me just pray for us guys, and then we'll jump in. Father in heaven, thank you for this wonderful day. Thank you for your grace upon us, your mercy upon us, God, uh, that you woke us up this morning with new mercies. And I pray that even this podcast show would be uh, would be one of those mercies, that you would give ideas, you would give um, creativity to entrepreneurs, to real estate investors listening, spur them on to greater creativity. God, they may, uh, may make your name greater, may help others, and pray that in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. So, Kevin... Like, give us a little context, man. Like, you know, this is the Kingdom REI show. So don't give us the same stuff you give everybody else. Like, mm-hmm. I do want to hear about the meteorologist thing, but give us a little backstory, kind of where you're, you know, where you're coming in, man. Who, who are you? Yeah, yeah. So Behind the mic. Behind the mic. Yes. You know, I started out military, you know, and, and uh, I was Air Force officer. And uh, to keep the long story short there, I, I went to University of Miami in Florida and I did ROTC and I had everything filled out to be a special operator and go down that. I trained for two years. I was in like really, really good shape and all of those things. And uh, there was a there was a career field called special operations weather. And I was going to be the officer of that group. And they were the guys that would go with the SEALs and with the Rangers and all that stuff. And they would literally do their weather, their specialized weather before their missions. So like all the weather to go in and do the Osama bin Laden raid and all that stuff. There were Saudis involved in that. Long story short, 
the Air Force pivoted away from that career field and said, nah, we're not accepting these people anymore. We're going to, we're not doing that anymore. Why don't you just be a conventional weather officer? And I was like really kind of upset because I trained two and a half years of my life working out three times a day, wow. but that's okay. You know, trials and tribulations. So I became you a look good though, man. You're fit though. They're, they're <laughs> looking good. Silver looking lining. good. Silver <laughs> lining. Looking good. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, point is, uh, you know, I, I, I became a traditional weather officer and, uh, fast forward nine years, I ended up getting out of the military. Uh, and the only reason I was able to separate the military and land on my feet financially was because of real estate. Hmm. But the first five years of that military career, I had no clue, man. I was spending money as fast as I get it. I was deploying overseas. And when you deploy overseas in the military, you go into, you know, I was in central Iraq, combat pay, getting mortared, all of that stuff, but you get extra pay. It's tax-free pay. So I was getting a bunch of money, came back buying motorcycles, cars, all this, all the stuff that, you know, you're not supposed to do, but I didn't know kind of the epiphany moment for me was that I was playing volleyball with a friend of mine in Savannah, Georgia. I remember it like it was yesterday. I truly do. It was a Friday afternoon. It was in April of 2018. And uh, we played on a volleyball team and beach volleyball, kind of just having fun. And we were practicing. And after a, a match, we sit down in the cooler. He tosses me a beer. We're sitting there talking. And he's like, oh, I just closed on my seventh house. And I was like, that's impossible because at the time I'm a captain and you're a first lieutenant. So that's one rank above. I make more money than you like that. Right. You can't. And I have rent and a car payment. Like there's no way you can afford seven homes. And he told me about good debt. And he told me about how the tenants are paying the mortgages and all of that. And how he's cash flowing and he's making money on these homes. And finally he threw me rich dad, poor dad. And I read it in 48 hours. I came back, sat down with his agent, who was a West Point graduate, sat down with his mortgage broker, who was a West Point graduate, sat down with his insurance agent, all at a bar, asked all the questions and just got hooked. Hmm. And that was, you know, four ish years ago at this point. And from there, you know, I just did what we teach at ADPI right now. And that's learn, network, take action. So I bought every book on real estate. I read, uh, listened to every podcast, found bigger pockets, did all of the things that I'm sure your listeners are familiar with, closed on a quadplex, turned that around. Six months later, closed on another quadplex, found ADPI and, um, and became an influencer in that space and eventually an educator, took over the podcast. And now we have ADPI Capital. And, and you know, when I found ADPI, there was maybe 12, 1300 members in the group. I think we're up to 57,000 members, all personally vetted by our amazing moderation team of, we have like six full-time moderators who are really pretty much Facebook stalking people to make sure that they're in the military or that they were in the military, <laughs> yeah. which is what you have to do to protect your audience. And uh, they do it. Hey, real quick. Thing. What does it mean that you have 57,000 members? How, like, well, how do you qualify a member? Curious is in, in our Facebook our group. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what we do in order to qualify to be a member of active duty passive income. And right now we have like a 2,300 member waiting list, but you have to be either you have to be military affiliate in some way, whether that's active duty, a veteran in the reserves guard, uh, a spouse, a uh, military family, someone in your family's in the military. And we have to, you have to be able to qualify that way. And then you just have to be willing to learn. And the biggest thing is make sure, you know, you can't solicit inside the group. Um, we protect our group very, very well. So it's a that. Facebook group. There's no mm -hmm. paid, paid part mm -hmm. to be a part of that, but you have other nope. stuff inside that. I mean, there's other programs and stuff. Sure. Sure. We have education programs. We, you know, that's one of my roles. I'm the director of single family education. So everything from wholesaling to short-term rentals to yeah. to long-term 
up to up to four units. I teach that we have a mastermind and all of that's, you know, pay to play, but um, yeah. And then there's a multifamily Academy and stuff as well. But the main Facebook group is where a lot of the value is added. And uh, it's, it's incredible to see it grow. It really is. That's cool, man. Wow. Wow. You think Facebook group still a way to go? Like you, if like working my eyes at today, like, would you say start a Facebook group to continue to grow? I mean, so we, we have this battle internally at ADPI ownership all the time. Like, because when you use someone else's platform, you're at their beck and call, right? Like if Facebook says we're changing the rules, you could, you either got to change, you got to either adapt or, or not. Right. So, you know, right now, Facebook, we, we do like it. Uh, but we have some problems. A lot of military members for security purposes don't have Facebook. Hmm. Um, they have security clearances and they don't, they don't like being on social media that hurts us. Um, so it's, you got to learn, you know, know your audience and everything. It's something that we become comfortable with and there are a lot of tools. I will tell you though, that a tool I really, really love for coaching is telegram. So telegram, the uh, world's largest chat app, um, has, you know, it's, you know, it, they have a billions of users around the world. Uh, fantastic. We run our entire coaching program off of that. I coach weekly, 30 minute live chat. We have hundreds of members in the, in the group and you could send out private links and you could verify that they paid to get in and blah, blah, blah. And you go and press go live and sets up a video just like this. I coach, it records, uploads to the cloud. I mean, it's really fantastic. Wow. That's cool. That's awesome. I, I do. I do want to get into let's get a little tactical we we um and we'll, we'll come back man because i want to kind of hear your inspiration for a lot of this but you guys are launching something pretty big right now a fund a reggae fund explain what that is and then you know for our audience maybe unfamiliar with kind of reggae versus 506b like just overview and then let's i want to kind of ask you a couple questions about that yeah yeah so so there's a lot of ways and, and I'll try to keep it, um, you know, in the military, we call it Barney style, just the, the top level, the, that top bar of the glacier so that you guys, you know, I don't bore anyone to death listening to this, but when you are raising capital and when you're structuring a company to raise capital, primarily to sell securities, where a security is effectively just like a stock on the public stock exchange, a security is something like I'm going to Ellis and say, Ellis, if you give me money, I can give you a return on your money. And that is a security. I'm selling that to you. I'm promising you a return that you, Ellis, cannot control, right? So uh, when you do that, the SEC or Securities and Exchange Commission regulates how you can structure that company and how you can, quote unquote, identify that security and sell that security. And then there's other regulatory bodies like FINRA and SIPC who regulate the sales practices of selling a security. But just starting with the SEC, um, you know, for a lot of your listeners, they, they may be familiar, like you touched on, the most common way to raise capital for a multifamily project, say, is a syndication, right? And a syndicate is just a large group of people coming together, contributing money to go after a project. And there's securities in there. And you file an exemption under Regulation D and what that does is it exempts you from a lot of the rules. So the SEC has hundreds and hundreds of rules. Think of like a big, thick manual of all the rules that if you're selling a security, if you're a public company selling a security, you got it. I mean, they have, they have high paid attorneys and compliance officers that are part of their company and they're following all the rules to a T, right? But for a syndicator who's doing a one-off project, there's a regulation D exemption, which exempts you from a lot of these rules and regulations. 
because you're just doing it for one project. You're not doing it for a New York Stock Exchange listed company, right? So that's kind of the baseline. And Regulation A is another exemption that uh, used to be not so great, but in 2015, they changed the rules. The SEC said, hey, we're going to change the rules here. And the reason the rules changed is because the tech industry demanded that there was a better way to raise capital to you for venture capital purposes for setting up tech companies. That's really where it started. Now, what we're doing is we're applying the Reg A to real estate. Um, so the Reg A is in, in your Reg D, like I said, your most common Reg D is, is using rule 506B or 506C. And just a brief overview, overview, your 506B, you can raise money from up to 35 non-accredited investors. Everyone else has to be accredited, uh, but you have to have a pre-existing and substantial relationship with these people. They can't be like people that you wave on the street and say, hi, you can't send a big Facebook ad out to people or email blast out to unsolicited people. It doesn't work like that. So you can't market it freely, right? On your 506C, on the other side, it's great because you could market freely to anyone you want, but everyone has to be accredited. So they have to have a million dollar net worth or make $300,000 a year if they're married. So that's kind of the most common ways to get it done. On a Reg A, you can raise from unlimited amount of people. Because remember, on a reg, also on a Reg D, 506 B and C, you're limited to 99 investors. So per project, typically, if you're using a 3C1. But on a Reg A, you can raise from unlimited investors. They can be unaccredited. You, uh, minimum investments can start as low as $10 per share. And um, you, know, you, can, you can apply that capital and, and pretty much put it in a fund, which is what we're doing. So if you picture you know, the center of the poker table, everyone's got their chips. We push all of our chips to the center of the table. We have this pot of money now and the projects are coming in and we're choosing to invest in those projects. So a reg A is ideal for people who have communities built already or who are part of communities who want to have the money ready to go because that makes you as a buyer of a real estate project much more um, favorable to get that contract. Because so a couple say, questions. Are you, is yeah. the goal to fund deals within ADPI? Are you guys going mm -hmm. out and finding other operators? Kind of what's your plan there? That so that's, like? that's the great part about active duty passive income, right? So I touched on it earlier. We have two academies. We have a single family academy, which I teach. And then folks like Tim Kelly and Adam Labar, who I know you know, they do the multifamily academy. Well, mm -hmm. we have just finished multifamily academy cohort class 2202. Uh, we do one class a quarter. It's eight weeks long. And these, and there's about 20 people in each class and they're finding deals constantly. So we're in a position now where we have about over the whole multifamily academy, maybe 50, 60 graduates, and they're constantly finding deals and they're forming teams amongst each other, or outside people or whatever, and they're pumping our deal flow. And then we have, we're in a position now where we're connecting the, the standard 57,000 member community that's growing at 7,000 members a month. We're, com we're connecting those people with opportunities from that small segment of class graduates who we personally taught how to underwrite, find, operate, and syndicate real estate deals, we're flowing that money to them. And part of our charter says that we have to own 51%. ADPI Capital has to own 51% of every real estate deal that we invest in. That's, that's part of being in a Reg A. But because they, those GP teams know, like, and trust us already, and they know that they can go into a deal and potentially not have to raise a nickel, they're all about it yeah. because they can get it's, it's economies of scale for them. It's speed of implementation for them. So it's really exciting. 
reggae seems so like you know the first guy that i saw really kind of market this was grant Mm -hmm. you know and he did reggae but then i saw him go away from it for a while and you know kind of just go after the 250 500k investor and I, i don't i don't know if that was because i thought like he's like it's not worth the hassle right to go after ten dollars at a time it just seems like is the juice really worth the squeeze right is my question uh why not just do a 506c fund and go after larger money is the conglomerate of ten dollars at a time is is it really worth it i guess i just love to know your experience in the in the reg a fund versus you know just starting a regular 506c fund Yeah, no, absolutely. That's a great question. And um, I would say it depends. So our community, our niche of military real estate investors, obviously you're active in military, most likely you're not an accredited investor. So that was a big, when we looked at this as a solution and, and we're a solutions forward company, you know, I brought this to the team a little over a year ago and said, let me lead this, but effectively, how can we create the best solution? And we looked at the problem because we had so many people coming to us and saying, Kevin, Tim, Adam, Eric, Markian, I would love to invest with you guys, but I can't because there are all these barriers. I'm not accredited. And even if, even if I got into a 506B, there's a $50,000 minimum on these deals. And even if I got into a 506B and I knew had a pre-existing substantial relationship with an operator, which a lot of people don't, there's still a 25 to 50K buy-in, which I don't have that capital. So there was just a lot of problems. So what we did was we said, okay, how can we create this solution and this bridge, right? That I talked about. So we didn't set it at $10. We set ours at $500 minimum, uh, which is still low. That's a very low barrier to entry to get into these deals. And right now we're in test the waters, uh, which means we're the SEC is actively, we just turned in another round of paperwork. Uh, they, uh, so unlike a reg D, a Reg D, you don't actually register with the SEC. You raise your hand and say, hey, I'm exempt. Here's my letter of exemption. I'm good to go. In a Reg A, you are registering with the SEC. So they have to manually review things. It takes a lot of time. So we started, uh, had the first call with our attorney in October of 2021. We're in July of 2022, and we're going through the process right now. So I would say when we first got it started, like in January, when we kind of got serious about it, it was a six month setup period. And then, you know, we're waiting for the SEC to do their thing and they review it. It takes them three weeks and they send things back and then we got to fix it and it goes on. So the point I'm trying to make is one of the major cons Ellis is the time to set up. You can't do, I would be shocked if you could do a reggae and use it for one specific project because it's going to, it's going to take you nine months on average to get set up and no one's, no one in their right mind is going to keep a deal under contract with you for nine months unless they really, really like you, which they might, Ellis. They might really, really like you. <laughs> so that, that money's just blind then, correct? Totally blind. Yep. Yeah. And I think how you're talking, it comes down to your network too. And maybe the access to capital you have. Like I was on the phone this morning with a guy, he's a young guy in uh, West Texas where I'm from. And he's like, man, I've got about a quarter of a million dollars ready to put to work. He's not accredited and my fund is 506C. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, I can't take your money, brother. Yeah. <laughs> but and, he's and not my, stuff. I mean, he's not my average pool for all investors, but it was just like, I would love to take your money. You're totally sophisticated. You know what you're doing. You know the risk. Um, you're more sophisticated than a lot of credit investors, but yet you're not accredited. 
Yeah. And, and something to consider guys and, and listeners as well is the SEC is currently reviewing a rule change to the accreditation status. And they are reviewing that rule change and potentially there are rumors going through the fund community. And I'm sure you guys have heard this before of not making it $1 million net worth, but making it $10 million net worth. If that rule passes, that is going to completely change the landscape for 506Cs. 506Bs will shoot up, 506Cs will go way down, and Reg A's will probably go way up. So that's something to consider. Now, obviously, it's you know hasn't happened yet, and it might not, and you never know with these things. They've also been, the SEC's also been sitting on their, you know, sitting on a rule change to the finders uh, law on, on qualifying what a, what a finder is for raising capital for four years now. So it's not like these rule changes happen overnight, but rumor mill, you know? So yeah. that, that could be interesting. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, and is expensive? How expensive is this? I mean, yeah. golly, if you're, if you're, you know, you got to have an attorney probably look through this and they're working for you for nine months. This can't be cheap. Standard to get a, a reg D 506 B or C you're looking at anywhere between 10 and 15,000. Right. You could get it for cheaper, but I would just ballpark it. You know, I've done this before. Reg D, you're in about 10 to 15K in legal fees. For a reg A, 10X that. Yeah. So you're in you're about 100 to 150 grand. We're in this for about 120 right now. Okay. Um, But the other cool parts about this is we can raise up to $75 million in one year. And again, we have the community, we have the deal flow. And it's, uh, we have the pick of the litter of the best deals from our community of, of operators who, we, who we, we've trained and have those relationships with. So from that standpoint, it's a great model to scale and again, provide that solution and say, hey, you're in the community and you want to invest alongside active duty passive income leaders. You got 500 bucks, let's go. And a lot of people have that. So, but to, to kind of, Double back, Ellis, to your point of is the juice worth the squeeze? Five hundred dollars. I mean, that's like you still got to have an investor relations team. Yeah. No communications, and I mean, you guys are both capital raisers, and I'm sure a lot of your listeners are. Typically, the people who invest the the smallest amount of money have the most amount of questions. Yeah. You know, that's just how it goes. So you have to have your ducks in a row. You have to have your systems in place. Right now, in our test the waters phase, I can tell you our average investor. Uh, across the field is putting in around between seven and ten thousand dollars a piece. So you're you're taking money even in your test the water phase right now. We can't take the money. We can take soft commitments. Okay. So we can take pledges pretty much. Yeah. And, and so how much have you guys raised up to this point? So we've been in test the waters for six weeks and we have over two million. Okay. Pledges, and um, you know they keep coming in because it, you know it's coming from the community. So yeah, at seven and ten k a pop. Mm-hmm. Wow, you know, so, and that's average though, because a lot of people yeah. will be 500, some people will be 50, yeah. some people will be You know what's so fascinating about this though, man, is like, I, this is the future. Like you should also be on my other show, The Future of Real Estate, because I just think about the power of the people. Like, you know, how that's much, like, you know what I'm saying? Like the, the idea that an influencer or a group of influencers or a community like ADPI or, K, or KREI can go and compete with, big groups. I mean, look at what Cardone has done, for example, right? The ability to, you know, raise all this money on the internet because he's got this massive following mm-hmm. and go compete with some of the largest institutions on the planet. You know, it's, it's, that's, it's really 
really interesting to think about as social media grows, as there's, you know, and I truly believe like there's going to always be like a dozen really major influencers. Like they're, if they want to do their ability to raise capital and do stuff like this, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. And, and it's, so let me, let me, um, break down another con for folks. Cause I always like to, you know, I don't, it's always about pros and cons, right? If you're looking to set up a reggae, also note that while a reg A similar to a reg D is uh, the, the feds supersede the state filings. So like if you're registered with the SEC, you, you're exempt, right? From a lot of what the state would have to do, but you still have to individually file with each state and get permission from them to raise capital from that state. And there are four states right now who, uh, who make this very difficult, Texas, Florida, Washington, and New Jersey. For some reason, they they choose to make it very difficult for capital raisers, and pretty much the reason they do that is because they want you to have a broker dealer on your team. They right. want you to work with a broker dealer, and many issuers who have regs they do work with broker dealers, but we're trying not to do that <laughs> because a broker dealer is a sales team. A broker dealer is someone who raises capital for you, but we have we spent five years building a community of fifty seven thousand faithful real estate members. Right. Uh, military real estate investors. So we don't want to pay a broker dealer one to 3% of everything for doing nothing, you know, cause we have it all, but yeah. those States are saying, eh, I don't know about that. You, you might yeah. need to reconsider. So we're going through that. That's another challenge that we're currently facing, but from the, from the LP side of the house, a fund and, and, and a reg a fund is a great way to get in uh, get into, you know, put your money to work in a very low barrier to entry. And of course, you're also getting the diversification because remember when you're in a fund, it's not like you're in one deal. A reg D is for one deal and God forbid that deal goes south, you're out. For a fund, we're, you know, putting $10 million in four deals, all four of those deals, which are in different markets, different operators, different classes, different assets, all of those would have to go south. Yeah, 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 no, there's pros and cons. I mean, sure. I wouldn't want to put my money with anybody but me. But yeah, you know, I mean, there's, so there's <laughs> pros and cons. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, I get it though. But it, do, it does seem, Reg D, you really need to have some some power behind you in terms of people for that to make sense. Like you got to have some volume of, to, to for that example, like, you know, just because if you're listening to shows like, oh, it's easier to go raise 10 grand than it is 50 grand. I'm like, I, to be honest with you, the answer to that is actually that's actually not true in my opinion. Um, you know, just because you go create a reg a fund, that's not going to make it easier for you to raise because uh, you still have to go market that. You still have to build trust the same way, right? The and to Kevin's point, typically what I find that people who are who are less willing to release their funds are people who don't have funds. So I, I have found it actually harder to raise capital from smaller investors than bigger investors. So just those are a couple of points I think worth it. But I think that what I'm, even as I'm thinking about this, like it's even given me kind of new vision or idea of like what Kingdom REI could be like, cause I, I don't know if you, if you realize this, man, let's talk about this to go here just for the last little bit we have, but just the kingdom impact that you guys are having, you know, these are people that are serving our country that have, sacrifice so much given their lives to protect our freedoms and give us freedoms and you know you guys are you know you guys are giving them an opportunity to create financial wealth and financial flexibility in their life 
uh, where, you know, their career may not necessarily allow them to be able to do that. And I, I think that's real kingdom work, but I don't know if you realize that or if you guys have talked about that. I know there's faith is a big value of y'all's as well over there, um, ADPI. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just think, man, like th- there's a real participation of the kingdom in, you know, building a community that really is serving those who are protecting us or serving us. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, you know, our, our, our kind of mission statement, uh, is to, uh, allow those who, uh, pretty much those who swore to protect and defend our nation to own more of the land in that nation, Hmm. you know, Oh, Oh, pretty much own more of the land you swore to protect and defend. That's kind Mm -hmm. of our, our creed. Um, because before us, and and you hit it on the head, we, uh, we are, Active duty passive income. We are the world's largest military real estate investing platform. You know, we're out there. And now we have the solution for folks who are in our community and our military and our veterans and want to be connected in that way. Um, we have that solution. We have that platform and that capability to go and say, you know, Hey, yeah, let's, let's do this. Let's put this to work. And, um, it's, it is really awesome. It's a great project to be a part of. But it's great to have these conversations, these one-on-one conversations with investors um, to say like, hey, especially now in today's environment, Ellis, and I'm sure you guys are getting calls all the time, like, you know, we're down 8.6% in, 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 or uh, up to inflation, 8.6% based on the consumer price index where, you know, my stock portfolio has taken a dive. My guy called me the other week. He's like, oh, you're down 13%, but you were up 17% last year. And I was like, don't sugarcoat this, man. <laughs> Just give it to me straight. Uh, but like- that's the environment that we're in and people are looking for alternative investments that make sense, that are tangible, that you can hold, that hedge inflation. And gosh, I mean, giving folks that outlet, you guys do it wonderfully at Kingdom REI. And um, yeah, I think uh, for, for military folks, we're, we're just making that availability, that barrierless entry. Yeah. No, I love that, man. It's amazing. Cameron, what you got, man? I just like how you have, you're the first person I've ever talked to who's actually done this and is doing this reggae um, in detail. And I like how you've weighed the pros and cons of Reg D um, and kind of like Elsa saying, just being a part of a community that serves specifically a niche person because you wanted to let them in and uh, give them an opportunity to have access to deals. I'm sure that you and me and LSC come across our desk every day. I am curious though, like how, how have you been able to do this really well and be in the military really well? And, you know, what's the, is there an exit plan? Is there a capstone for you to be done with that life and full in this life? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I executed that exit plan in August. I, I got out of the air force and uh you know it was i was in nine years and the only reason i was able to get out was because of the cash flow from my rentals and my short-term rentals uh but also from from adpi and i 100 percent um and eternally grateful for markian sitch eric upchurch uh, adam labar tim kelly victoria griggs for having the faith in me when i said when they called me one day and said, Hey, do you want to come work with us? And I said, well, I want to run the podcast. And they said, they gave me the keys because I'll be straight up with you guys. I've always looked up to Brandon Turner. And ever since I started listening to the bigger pockets podcast, I noticed that he's not an owner of bigger pockets. 
never has been, but he is the biggest influencer and he is a marketer at heart. And when I had the opportunity to interview him on the ADPI podcast, I asked him about that. And he's like, wow, you, no one has ever actually asked me that question <laughs> because he's a marketer. He's, he said straight up, I'm a marketer. I'm a pro marketer. And that's, um, so that was kind of my stipulation. And they, they, they gave me the keys to the podcast and, and allowed me to set up our, our single family program and everything. And um, that's helped build my network. And everyone knows, listen to this podcast, your network is your net worth. And, um, you know, I don't market myself as an influencer, but you know, you, you, you become one. To that point, let me ask you, did they, did you come on as a paid salary Mm -hmm. person? Did you, did you commission based on what you were creating? What'd that look like? Uh, I came on as uh, let me help you build this. That's amazing. And it it evolved into, you know, some commission here and there. And, and, but will you have equity in this fund? Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. Guys, listen to this. Listen to this. His brother stepped up, saw the vision in something, was willing to work for free, and is now going to have equity in a a $70 million fund. If you're listening to this and you want to help Kingdom REI go to that, I don't know what that looks like, but I'm going to tell you, um, I, I think that's that's why I named this Kingdom REI and not Ellis REI because it's bigger than me. I just love that vision, man. I, I want to continue to find folks who who have a who, who want to see the kingdom impacted. So, in, in some ways, I'm, I love that you shared that because I'm like, this podcast I think has given me new vision of like, man, there's so much more kingdom art could be. I think I need new ideas and new people who are hungry and 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 eager to want to go do some of that. I don't know how you would get in touch with me. Listen to this, because uh, <laughs> but uh, but if you can figure out how to get in touch with me, and then you have a good idea, I'd love to hear from you, uh, Kevin. This has been awesome. And hey, one last question: Your clock is stuck at eleven forty-three. <laughs> is there something special about that, or are you just too cheap to put batteries in there, man? Uh, <laughs> that that is usually not in the background with the other camera, and uh, yeah, it just needs a good winding. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would like to see like have this like badass story. It's like eleven forty-three. Was when I landed in Iraq. (laughs) I parachuted out of my, you know, whatever. No, but uh, that no, 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 that happened. I'm. That's uh, awesome. It's. it's I don't wear watches, so like whenever like I need to go wear a watch, and and I go to like in my drawer to find my like the three watches I own, like they're always dead and so like i just turn them to five o'clock you know i'm like okay it works (laughs) man i really enjoyed this guys if you're not following adpi that you know they got a great podcast show i'm gonna promote that real quick you heard you had Shaq coming on there here in a couple weeks i'm excited to listen to that one i was on the adpi show i'm not having no idea when that was but you could go check out that as well yeah that was that was a wonderful podcast and you were talking about that was back when you were just setting up kingdom rei and yeah we, we talked about it and you've grown so much and your community has grown so much and there is for the listeners out there as a final point there's so much power in community and you mentioned it earlier don't go into something wanting something in return yeah stop like society want society has trained us to develop transactional relationships and you need to hard stop that and figure out how you can turn the common transactional relationship between human A and human B into a transformational relationship. Yeah. No money is going to change hands, but ideas will change hands. Your network is going to grow. You're going to be so much more powerful of a, of a person. You're going to empower others. And that idea has been cultivating in my head and it's, it's helped propel me to a life of financial freedom. Yeah. Transformational, make that transformation and stop like, 
stop trying to get a dime out of people. Yeah, yeah, I love that, man. Uh, anything else where folks can find you, know what you're up to, uh, even learn more about this fund? Yeah, absolutely. So the best way to get in touch with me uh, or, or anything with ADPI Capital is just head over to adpicapital.com. It's adpicapital.com. You have the full breakdown and everything you need. If you're at the gym right now or you're walking around, taking the dog for a walk, just shoot a text. Open up your phone, shoot a text. Uh, text ADPI to 33777. That's going to get you all the information that you need for ADPI Capital. And if you want to, you know, email me or anything, have questions, just Kevin at adpicapital.com. And of course, if you're in the military community, go to our regular website, Act Duty Passive Income. See if um, see if that's something that you're, you know, you're interested in and join the community and it's totally free. It's fun. Yeah, I definitely recommend if you're in if you're active duty or, or former uh, military, uh, incredible community. Go check that out. Man, I I enjoyed this, Kevin. I'm I'm grateful for you, man. You inspired me today. I appreciate you. Yeah, thank you so much, Alice. Thanks for the opportunity. Guys, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, please take a screenshot and put this on social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, wherever you do social media. Let us know that you enjoyed this show. Seriously, give us a shout out. Give Kevin a shout out. Uh, continue to support this message. Help us grow to be the largest community for kingdom-minded real estate investors who want to make an impact uh, on this planet for the kingdom of God through real estate. So appreciate all your love and support. We'll see you next week. Cheers. Hey, real estate investors, I hope this show has given you permission to go out into the world and crush it in the name of Jesus. If you want to learn more about our community and locking arms and joining forces with other like-minded investors like yourself, go to thekingdomrei.com to learn more about our mastermind and send an application. We'll see you next week.